0: Purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Now live from his Hollywood penthouse in lovely Milwaukee, it's Ryan J.
0: Wow, that really actually, you know, I think if you throw Hollywood in any sentence, it makes <laughs> anything <laughs> sound glamorous and amazing.
1: Don't you love going to Hollywood? Because, I mean, there's there's such a, a vibe when, you know, Beverly Hills and stuff like that, even if you're driving through it, you're going, I'm in Beverly Hills.
0: Yeah, it is. It is what it is, as the saying goes. And there is certainly its own energy and vibe and superficiality out there.
1: Well, you, when you when you speak of that energy and stuff like that, I love the way that Hollywood, and, and I hope someday somebody will do some sort of documentary, how they rose from the ashes of the COVID-19 crisis and they continue to just give us, give us, give us this this beautiful work. And some of it may be ugly, but most of it is is pretty cool.
0: Oh, are you kind of hinting at today's segment because Moonfall? Uh... <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm so glad because I have not talked to anyone about this film yet. I saw it and I know I I know it's bad, you know? But <laughs> I'm glad to know that people are going to agree with me um because yes, it's um it's one of those oh how the mighty have fallen movies because first of all it's writer director roland emmerich and you've got independence day the day after tomorrow white house down i mean he's had about as many mm, questionable films as he's had successful movies but he certainly knows how to do a catastrophe film or a big blockbuster um effects movie you know that's in his wheelhouse. And here he has Academy Award winner Halle Berry, and he has Patrick Wilson, who I mm. love. We've got a very small appearance by Donald Sutherland. Um, but I really dislike this movie. I mean, the first five minutes are great. It starts out and it's reminiscent of Gravity, right? Yes. One of the greatest yes. outer space movies ever. That was a Best Picture winner. And then, um, you know, it just, after that, that scene wraps up, and you go back down to earth, and it's all down, you know, after that. <laughs> the problem I for me with this movie is that it's very melodramatic. The script is cringeworthy. I mean, there's problems with the story, but that aside, just the pacing, the editing, the score, the cinematography, is all uh, wanting to be something that it's not. Mm-hmm. And you can tell. I feel like even the average moviegoer who doesn't see seven movies a week every week for the last, you know, 15 years like I have, can tell there are problems here. Uh, also we're coming off the heels of Don't Look Up, which was, you know, which is going to get is getting a lot of nominations, mm-hmm. this is an award-worthy film and is similar in premise in in theme, let's say, about something's hurtling toward earth that could uh, destroy the earth. So here the, the moon's coming toward earth and could destroy the earth. Um, and some of the effects are cool. But the way it's handled and the reaction and the the lack of follow through and the, and, the, and the unrealistic responses to certain things, it's not funny. It's just fringe worthy and the timing is off. And so I just it's very B movie, isn't it? Oh, oh, my
1: God. That was exactly what, what I talked with people about when I came out of it. I went, does this qualify as a B movie? And the answer and everybody said yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it's just something. Something's—it's so many things are just wrong with it. So I feel like you know I cannot, in good conscience, tell anyone they should see it. So I don't even think it's worth streaming when it's on TV someday. I mean, even even the the third act, which I actually liked, because it, it turns into it turns a very hardcore into one of the one of the most hardcore science fiction storylines <laughs> of all time. That is very unexpected. Uh, but I like that stuff, so that whole part, I was digging, so spoiler free here, I'm not. we're not giving anything away, but you know what I'm talking about, Arrow, and it's a very hardcore science fiction, and I was interested in it, but it still made, while giving, while serving me that science fiction that I was enjoying, it's still in the script, in the dialogue, in the delivery by the actors of that dialogue, in the editing, was still making major mistakes. So wrong just wrong 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 skip Moonfall. Yeah. <laughs> but let, let me ask you a couple of questions the
1: first one being you gotta love the villain though the villain was the most creative you know maybe way out there too far but still it scared the bejeebies out of me when it would enter a picture
0: oh yeah yeah very clever and 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 that part's suspenseful and and, and piques your curiosity mm-hmm. that those, those effects are good yeah and and
1: so in, in listening, you're telling me that that you can lift a 700 ton tree uh, but, but it's not lifting the human body from the earth I I, I I was I thought, wow, this is awesome that this kid is gonna be saved because the tree is going up because gravity is gone.
0: Oh right! Yeah, yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, it. I,
1: I man, I'm telling you, I, I just want to go back to it so I can laugh the next time.
0: I, <laughs> I just feel like I'm really surprised it was released. Like I feel like I don't know how anyone or that that that's even going to theaters. Like that, how yeah. did they just throw this somewhere? I, I'm shocked. Someone actually came up
1: to me and said, "You can tell this movie was filmed during the COVID-19 <laughs> lockdown." I said, "How is that? There weren't that many people in the scenes. Did you catch that?" Uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's true, too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, Book of Love, please tell me it's something positive.
0: Yeah. This is a feel good movie. It's not a great film, but it's feel good. It's sweet. It's really, it's got a really funny premise. It's on Prime Video today, and it is like, um, kind of gives you another side of Fifty Shades of Grey. It's, oh, about, it's about a boring British writer, played by producer and star Sam Claflin, who we love. You know, he was Finnick in Hunger Games movies. Um, and he, he wrote this really boring book that bombs, but then he finds out from his publisher, who, by the way, is played by Lucy Punch. Oh. I love Lucy, just sidetrack for a moment. Lucy Punch is one of my favorite actresses. She's so funny, She's she hasn't made that many movies, but every movie she's in, every movie that I've seen her in, she is the definition of a scene stealer. You want more from her, she's so funny, she, she phrases things and creates these little characters that you just have to marvel at who she is she's like a Kate McKinnon she comes up with characters that are just brilliant and so I love Lucy Punch and I'm so thrilled that she's in it anyway so Sam Claflin writes this book It Bombs um, and then suddenly she informs him that it's the number one bestseller in Mexico And he's like, what? And so he shows up in Mexico, finds out that the woman who translated his book in Mexico made some changes to the book. Oh. Changed it into a sexy chick lit book, like Fifty Shades of Grey, you know? And so, so it's, uh, and then, you know, it's kind of predictable where this romantic comedy is gonna go from there, but I didn't even mind it was predictable. It was funny, it was feel good, it's sweet, it's adorable. you know, the way that their chemistry develops is really nice. And I I enjoyed it. I mean, like, you know, just sometimes you want a standard rom-com
1: Rom-coms, I, I, I'm trying to figure out who I I had a conversation yesterday with a gentleman who uh, uh, has, has written a new book. It, it's, it's Scott Meslow, mm-hmm. and, and the book is based on the history of rom-coms, and he takes us through the era of, of how it you know rose to fame, died, but has come back. But we are in a new era of, of rom-coms right now
0: right and I think what happened was right because rom-coms were like one of the biggest genres of all and they went away and I think they went away because they became so predictable and formulaic Yeah, yeah. it it was always you know boy meets girl loses girl gets girl and like and it just was so formulaic and predictable and, and audiences gave up on it almost like how audiences didn't like musicals so it's hard to do one that really hits um I think they're still really popular. I think people still don't mind a standard predictable romantic comedy as long as, like this one, Book of Love, the premise is different and interesting, and it's a well cast and there's good chemistry. Give it to me. You know what I mean? Like, I knew from the first scene what was going to happen, but I was, like, still along for the ride and into it, and I'm recommending you stream it, uh, Book of Love, on Prime Video. It's cute. But um, I think what changed with romantic comedies, and did he say anything about how, they're now much more dramatic and they're, it's, they're kind of tearjerker romantic comedies. Like that's a change. That yeah, he,
1: he jumped right. into that and he, he said that it has influenced everything, including, you know, you, you could tell that that even Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man has a touch of a rom-com in it because there, there's, there's some comedy and there's some romance in there as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, there is a lot of romance that's kind of taken a bit of a subplot seat lately in a lot of films. But yeah, Book of Love is the is the one cute movie this week.
1: Well, and you're right about Lucy Punch. I mean, you know, any time that I see her in any movie, it's an automatic win. It's go go watch it because Absolutely. she she's going to do something. So true. Sundown, are we talking about a cowboy movie?
0: No. Okay, so you, you haven't seen this one. Sundown's a horrible film. Oh, no. Um, worse than Moonfall, if you'll believe it. Oh, no. Uh, it's rated R. It's in theaters today. And if you want to, like, punk someone, I was even thinking how, how funny it would be. Like, if I wasn't actually a film critic, if I, that I would be like, oh, my God, like, saying to a friend just to just to kind of be a jerk and funny and punk them. And be like, oh, my God, Sundown is such a good movie. You've got you've to go see Sundown. And then, like, they go see it, and then they would, like, you know, probably want to dump me as a friend and be like, why, do you torture? why do you torture? here's why sundown does not work okay first of all it stars tim roth whose work i really admire i love tim roth great actor he stars in um one of the scariest movies i've ever seen in my life called funny games scary funny games is a film did you ever see it no it's a horror film that makes the exorcist or the shining look like disneyland anyway um so tim roth i like tim roth and uh it's a breezy movie, it starts out as a very breezy movie. He's a wealthy man he, who's on vacation in Mexico with his sister and her two teenage children. Uh, and they're just kind of having a nice time and suddenly there's a phone call, something bad happens and the sister and kids leave, he stays He stays in Mexico for a little bit and uh, there's some dramatic things that happen but go nowhere and in the meantime, this is an 80-minute film. It's an hour and 20 minutes, if oh I can boy. do math.
1: That's good. I, I like short
0: movies. Th- right? But it felt like four hours. Oh, God. Because it stalls. It it just really is um, is sparse. There are these long shots without any editing of like him sitting on a chair on the beach without any dialogue. And then even when something dramatic happens... There's no context to the characters Mm. as to why that maybe happened and where it's going, how it's going to resolve. Uh, it's very awkward. It felt, like, it felt like somebody had an idea or an outline and just started making the movie and said, let's just figure this out as we go. Like there wasn't a script, so there's really not much dialogue. It's slow, it's boring, mm. it's confusing. It's, I was frustrated that there wasn't context for the things that were going on. I was frustrated that like, you know, um, I'm not gonna do a spoiler, but I'm gonna say, let's say you're walking down the street and you witness something horrible. You're going to react to that, whether you whether you call someone and say, "Oh my God, I just saw this," or you get involved in it, or you run the other way, or you shrug and just talk to someone staying next to you and say, "Oh my God, like like things happen," and it's kind of like there's no reaction, mm. and I'm like kind of like that's just so unnatural to me, like it's so unrealistic, and it's like why do you put those moments in the movie? And it's just very strange. So I mean. There there's a little bit of by the time that some things do tend to wrap up and make a little bit of sense at the end I so didn't care because an hour and 20 minutes felt like four hours. It was horrible. Skip sundown I just saved you time and money
1: How, how do you go through a movie like this and and go all the way to the end because it must take a real You know uh, heart uh, of our uh, and passion and drive to be able to sit through a bad movie. I would say I'm out of here
0: yeah, and, and very rarely. I mean like two, maybe three times in my entire career I, I would actually not finish. And then I would tell you that in my review that I, I walked out. Um, but this one, you know, like I, I like Tim Roth. If I like an actor or if I just, you know, I'm being personally responsible for my career and that this is my job and I'm sticking it out and I'm gonna tell you, you know. Um, yeah it just I just sticked out you know I I, I have hope to the very end and here like I was glad at the end that it gave me some some context it does deliver on the context you get a bit of the why but not in a satisfying way like so so finally I understood but it's like I just don't care this movie's so so poorly made, and it's not entertaining. Here's the thing, you know, I'm not the typical film critic where I'm just gonna tell you what the movie's about and give all the spoilers and blubble, you know, whatever. Give every detail away. That's like a lot of um, print film reviews do. Mm-hmm. I My bottom line for every review I give is, was I entertained? All I wanna do is be entertained. Mm-hmm. and I continuously love movies so I feel like the majority of movies I see I recommend but like this week is not a good week because I'm telling you to skip two out of the three films I've reviewed and Sundown I was not entertained at all oh, and if God. you want to go to a movie sometimes you go to a documentary or something else because someone else wants to go and they're dragging you or you might want to learn something or whatever or you're just bored and you pick something out but like I feel like the bottom line the very bare minimum thing a film should do is entertain you Sundown does not Entertain.
1: Oh my God! Hopefully, we've got good news for Suspicion.
0: Suspicion is phenomenal. What? It's a TV series that debuts today on Apple TV Plus. It's a remake of an Israeli TV series that is one of the most suspenseful things I've seen. I was so into it, so they sent me Apple TV Plus sent me all eight or nine episodes, wow. whatever it is, to watch for review. And like, I noticed that they sent me episodes one, two, three, four six seven eight i was like where's episode five so i didn't want to go on to episode six until i got episode five And like i had to wait like a day to get episode five all all i could think about i knew it was so good so here's here's suspicion it is the remake of this israeli series i the same creative team that made it in israel has worked on this english language version it is starring uma thurman what an american uh she's like she's like a british ambassador uh in america and her son is kidnapped her son is played by garen howell i love him he's from nbc's emerald city among other things he played uh the tin man in that series is an amazing actor anyway he gets kidnapped and instead of a ransom the kidnappers are putting out the messaging tell the truth ooh so it's about like corruption and they want you know her to tell the truth about something and find out what and the people that are suspected of the kidnap which is what the series is really about you're like, how can these people be kidnappers? And oh, throughout the episodes, which are, sh- it's one of the smartest shows I've seen, you're constantly, there are many twists, and you're constantly going back and forth, questioning whether or not you think these guys might be guilty and could have done it, or if they're just totally aloof, random people that are like, you know, whose lives are ruined and got, you know, roped into this somehow. It's so good. It's called Suspicion. It's on Apple TV Plus. Stream it.
1: Wow. You know, I remember when when they first introduced the idea of Apple TV Plus, and I thought, oh God, we don't need anything like that. And I thought, oh, this is this is going to be a bomb. My God, it seems like it attracts every major league player to its to its screen.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's Apple. They've got they've got money, right? Like Netflix now. They you know, and so they uh they can do whatever they want. Wow! Wow!
1: So, so basically, so out of the four, there's two of them you you think ah don't even waste your time. Even though I I got to tell you about about a quarter of the way through Moonfall, what I did was I readjusted myself in the comfy seat and I thought this is this is going to be a bad movie. Accept it for what it is and just go for the ride.
0: <laughs> oh my God, that's so sad, Arrow. That is so <laughs> sad. That just you just broke my heart. <laughs> you know, like cause I but but listen, I'm right there with you. I mean, I was like. Maybe even a little bit sooner than a quarter of the way in, I was like, "This is going to be a bad movie." Yep, yep. <laughs> um, but I didn't, I didn't accept it. I was just continuously like, "Ah, angry, angry." So at least you like, you embraced it, you embraced it, and enjoyed the get, rode the ride for what it was. And I didn't, I, I hate watched it for for two hours. So anyway, you're you are a, a wiser, a wiser, more experienced than me.
1: Are you gonna jump onto Pam and uh, Tommy at all or anything like that? Is that is that no, a binge watch? No,
0: no, no. Yeah, I didn't screen it. It's it's available now, so I'm not gonna I'm not that's not on my list. But um next week I have Inventing Anna. I have oh. Marry Me and Death on the Nile. So it's uh, Oh, really, it's Death of the Yeah.
1: I can't wait for that because I mean that, that movie in itself is creating a huge buzz. I hope it lives up to it.
0: I know, I know, and and Cannibal Army Hammer is, in his underplayed promotional roles still and not cut out of the movie um, will give us a lot to uh, talk about.
1: Absolutely, anything on the Oscars what, nominations or anything like that? Are the Oscar nominations out? Are they out? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, it's such a buzzkill moment that I I didn't even when they did the Golden Globes. I was like, eh,
0: eh. Yeah, well, well, the Golden Globes, were, you know, were like were nothing this year because there's a big backlash against the yes, Golden Globes yeah. because of everything and so and they didn't air. Um, the Critics' Choice Awards are going to be airing, I think, March 13th. And um, I don't know if I'm going yet, I may attend. Um, but that's uh, those nominations are out and those are great and that's the best predictor of the Oscars anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think the Oscar nominations are out yet, but though the Oscars are gonna be, um, I think it's like March 22nd oh, or man. around there. Wow. Wow, that's good.
1: That gives us something to look forward to. So what's happening on RyanJReviews.com?
0: Oh, nothing. Which is good. I'm, 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 I'm still directing. I mean, you see my TV reviews and stuff, but I am just I'm directing uh, the, the documentary film I've been working on for like five years. I'm hoping to finish this year. Um, I'm taking on uh, uh, some other work uh, at, my, at my office and doing some other things and, and and a lot with Toto. So my plate is very full right now. But I, I hope everyone enjoys seeing my my TV reviews as well at my website. wow well, we love you big time, buddy. Uh, We love you, too. Thank you. And by we, I mean Toto and I. So
1: thank you so much. I got Jazzy May sitting right in here with me. Uh, Give her a squeeze (laughs) for me. You'd be brilliant, all right, guy? Thanks, Sarah. You, too.